This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Welcome into another edition of Spits and Suds. I'm Gavin Spittle of 105.3 The Fan, and we're lucky to be joined today after the Stars are eliminated from the Western Conference Finals by Vegas Golden Knights by two-time Stanley Cup champion, a man who's been there 17 years in the NHL. He's Craig Ludwig. So last week on the podcast, Luds, you talked about that the beers go down in a swifter fashion with tough games. So I'm assuming last night, did you run out? No, this wasn't a Rangers thing. <laughs> Nothing to do with me. Gosh. This is at the Dallas Stars alumni suite. We do not run out. Oh, okay. <laughs> we have the best attendants that come by about every 15 minutes and say, Mr. Ludwig, do you need more Miller Lite? And I look at him and he goes, Never mind, I'll be right back. So <laughs> we have great service up there. Okay, Bob so Bassett does a great job making sure everybody's stocked up. Take us in the side of the suite. Who were some of the names that were there last night? Uh Vern Fiddler was there. Uh Brad Lukowicz was there. Bob Bassin was there. Uh Kari Lutton was there. Blake Como was there. And I was the only one standing in the room with a an American flag on my shirt. And then oh. I looked around and I thought, how come you guys don't have any American on? It's Memorial Day. And then I figured out they're all Canadians. I was the only <laughs> American up there. Yeah. So, yeah. A couple of those guys so probably had, could uh, skate a shift. We had too. a couple uh we had a, a couple beverages and we were we were talking and rehashing and you know, um discussing the play and all that kind of stuff. Nothing, nothing too in depth. There's nothing we can do from, you know, a few hundred feet away. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, in your playing career, you've been in these situations, both good and bad. Uh, first I'll do the generic. What did you see last night? Um, I, I think I saw it. Well, you saw, you saw a team that was determined and desperate last night to end it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vegas, Vegas came out and dominated right away. they, they made, I think Cassidy, their coach, made a statement, started their fourth line, and, you know, fourth lines have a role to play, and, and they lived up to it. They set the tone for the game. They set the tone for the, for the Las Vegas Golden Knights, and, you know, they just put the foot on the gas. Uh, you know, at one time, the shots were 12 to 4 or something like that, or 14 to 4, and, um you know, it was territorially all Vegas. And, uh, you know, I think we expected that from Dallas. I think Dallas expected it from themselves. Um, but again, you know, it's not typical 
for a visiting team who, when you put in your lineup card for the start of the game, um, you put who you're going to start. And then the home team will have, you know, the, the advantage of saying, okay, you're going to start them. We'll start them. And uh, it's not too often, too many teams, especially, you know, at this time of the year and what's all on the line uh, start their, their fourth line. But, you know, I think it's kind of been an MO of that, of that team throughout the playoffs is they roll their lines and everybody has a role. They have an identity and they, they play to it and they don't get past it. Um, they don't get ahead of it. Um, you know, that, that fourth line of Vegas, they play in straight lines and they skate and they play hard and heavy and, and they created a lot of scoring chances and, um, you know, they followed it up. So, um, I was actually kind of surprised, I guess for me, I was expecting Jamie to Jamie Ben to start. I, you know, I thought that would, the fans are going to be revved up anyways. Right. And I just thought, I thought so too. That's a great point. You know, I thought Jamie'd come out and, um, he knows he's not going to take any dumb penalties that that's that ship has sailed. And, and I think he would have got uh, a pretty good ovation. Um, I believe that that would have happened. And, and again, you know, they, they start their guys that are, are physical straight line guys. I thought that might be a, a spot, but you know, again, that, that really doesn't have any effect on the outcome of the game, but there, you could just tell there was a team that was hungrier. Um, but again, I, I think what you have to do is, they could have folded their tents a while ago, Dallas. I mean, you're down three zero. We know the history of teams that, that can, can't come back. And, you know, they, you know, besides that game last night, I would say it's up for debate to see who was, you know, who, who thinks who's the better team throughout the first five games. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought probably you know, Vegas was more consistent. Yeah. Well, they were. And I think, I think Vegas after they were up three zero, that 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 game four, they kind of took their foot off the gas. I, I think they maybe they expected, you know, their opponent to kind of you know be be ready to go in the game and kind of roll over. Well, that's not what the case was, and and to, you know for Dallas, their credit was to, you know, do what they did in game four, do what they did in game five, you know, kind of plow through the whole uh, Jamie Ben situation from game three. Um, you know, they had to put in a couple different bodies. Those guys stepped up kind of funny when you look at the series, I mean, Glenn Denning and Delandria, you know, those kind of guys, uh, it was nice to see Robertson to get, get going here. Um, but you know, there's a couple guys that probably needed to, you know, it's funny, like Rupe hints, one of the, if not Dallas is, you know, him and uh, Miro, obviously great players on this game. I just said last night, man, when you think you haven't, or maybe it just wasn't getting a lot of finish from, from hence, but again, to Vegas's credit, they keep their D in front of the net. They pack it in, in front of the net. They block a ton of shots. And I think what they did is they, they frustrated Dallas. Yeah. And I think the best players got frustrated. And, and, and again, to Robertson's credit, he got inside of that, which is what he needed to do when goals weren't going in. You know, I, I talk about this all the time, you know, they, they want to get, they look for easier ice. And, and I think to Jason's credit, he got inside and he got back on track. So one of the things Sean and I talked about and take us inside how this happens is the inconsistency as far as the, the energy and coming out flying in the, in, in first periods. Um, is that an off-season move that can be made to bring in some players that are going to give you that spark early? Because 
you know, I mean, I don't want to simplify it too much, Craig, but, you know, there were games in these playoffs where I'm just like, how long is it going to take for you guys to get going? Well, what do you mean by give you a spark early? What, what do you mean by bring well, in uh, players? Yeah, I'm I'm saying like, for instance. You, you can't swap those guys out after their third shift. They're in the lineup for no, tonight. Well, no, and, I understand. And, and let's face it, but let's face it. There, there's some really, really good players on this team and are getting paid really, really well. Those guys have to be your spark. I mean, that that's the end of the day. That's what it, the, the days of, you know, starting brawls and, you know, all that kind of stuff are gone. So it, 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 uh, it comes down to compete level. And, and I just think that for, for the way Vegas played, and I'm talking D zones, the, the D zones, total opposite. It, it was, in my opinion, it's it was too easy and too many outnumbered chances. Qual, I'm talking quality chances on Ottinger versus on Hill. Yes. And Hill made some good saves. There's no question he he had a good series. Yeah, you know, he had let in a couple. Sure, he wants them back, but but at the end of the day, he was good. And but when you want to start talking about quality chances. Um, it was tough to get quality chances for Dallas. And, and, and again, when you look at the, the top players, they, they create a lot of those chances from speed and beating people off the wall and getting inside. Those are things Vegas doesn't let you do. I mean, they're, they're a pack. They're, they're a pack of five. And if you want to hesitate a little bit with one that you think that you can get to the net or you see a lane to the net, if you hesitate a bit, they close that gap up. And next thing you know, you're on the perimeter. You're on the outside trying to trying to find a way to get to the net. Then all of a sudden they get five bodies there. And then it becomes a battle in front. It is it is very tough. Oh, we talked about this right from the start of the series. But you know that that the Vegas decor as a whole were going to be better than Dallas's, just as a group. The Correct. veteran guys, bigger, stronger, play a bit more physical. They box you out. There's 2D in front of the net all the time. I don't know how many times throughout the playoffs when <clears throat> when I pause things or when I go back and watch it and a goal that's scored against and there are a good chance that's scored against. There's forwards in front of Jake Ottinger taking care of that, that house area. And again, that's where defensemen have been playing since they were eight years old. And the forwards aren't used to playing in front of the net. But that's a system, again, I'll say it, you know, it's a system that Dallas has played all year long and ended up with, what, 100, 110 points this year. But there's a difference. And we're not telling anything that the coaches don't know. It's a different it's a different animal. I mean, teams are going to make adjustments. Uh, when they want to play man-on-man, and I was talking with Blake Holm about this last night, you want to play against somebody that's playing man-on-man against you as a forward, and you know when a defenseman locks on you, what are you going to tell – what's the coach going to tell you? Well, when you're when you're your centerman, whoever it is that has the puck, just skate towards the top of the circle. Don't skate towards the net. That defenseman is going to come with you because they play man on man. And if that's the case, then there's either going to be no defenseman there or there's going to be a forward there. And again, that's where I have a problem because I just think that you know defensemen are supposed to be where they're supposed to be. So those are the adjustments that happen in the playoffs and the video work that's put in, and all teams do it. And they spot these little things that they think they can take advantage of. And that's why I said, when you see Carrier, Kolsner, Carlson, 
these aren't the top players for Vegas. Those were dangerous players. Yes, very. I mean, they they paid the price to get in front of Ottinger. And they were and I think they had an easier path to get there versus what happened up the other end of the ring. Yeah. That's a that's great perspective. He's Craig Ludwig. I'm Gavin Spittle at Spits and Suds 1053 the fan. So the Jamie Ben will be in the news for obvious reasons. Um people are excited the captain's back and I don't want, you know, I want to be careful about this, Craig, because I don't want to throw any insults like captain didn't show up last night, but I would have liked to seen a little bit more out of the captain. Let's just leave it at that. Right. Yeah. But but he played 12 minutes, right? So I, I think, and listen, I have no idea how Jamie felt about minutes, situational stuff. I have no idea, but you know, I I think if you're going to, you're going to look at top players and players that, like you say, they're probably going to get a lot of minutes. They're going to get more. It's an elimination game. They've played three eliminations games there, right? And I know Jamie wasn't in a couple of them, but, you know, maybe if you want more from the captain, then roll them out there more than 12 minutes. But then but then again, there, there may be the coaching staff that says, we feel we have a better way to come back in this game. And – you know, Tyler Sagan didn't have a, from an offensive standpoint, didn't have a, you know, a great series from, from a numbers standpoint. So you, you kind of go to what you go to, right? I mean, it's been, it's been Hintz, it's been Pavelski, it's been Robertson, it's been Miro, um, you know, that, that have the most high quality scoring chances. And so you're chasing the game and those are the best opportunities as a coaching staff. I'm sure they believe like, you know, we have better odds with these guys playing around, but unfortunately on the other side of the coin, I don't know what their minutes were. I'm sure you probably have in front of you, but, but, you know, I, I felt like with Haskinen, there was, uh, it was the barber shove that came down. I think it was the third goal. Yes. Uh, third or fourth goal. I'm not sure which one it was, but Miro kind of tries to, they, they win a face off. They rim it all the way around. Barber shove takes off and there's a puck. That's like a 50, 50 puck right at center ice. And, and Miro goes over, I think he was trying to cut it off. I think he's going to try to cut it off Correct. and turn and go offensively. And, and it, he doesn't get it. Barbashev gets it, goes in two on one goal. And it was a, it was another poor read by a defenseman and a forward on that one too. But, but sometimes when you're, when you play a lot and you're, you're, you know, you're physically tired because you're playing, you know, in Miro's case, what, close to 30 minutes on average in every game when you get physically tired you get mentally tired and you may think you can get to certain places and so you know you lean on the guys as from the coach's standpoint they're leaning on guys that they feel give you the best chance to to crawl back into the game so you know for jamie to only play 20 12 minutes and yeah. and maybe jamie wasn't the same jamie maybe he was was concerned about taking a penalty you know what i mean doing something because, you know, I just came off the suspension. They're probably going to keep an eye on me. I don't know. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. 
brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So from a time on ice perspective, Lud's Jason Robertson led the forwards with just over 18 minutes, 18.29. Here's an interesting one. Coming in second, Ty Delandria at 18.10. And uh, Pavelski had 17.51, but you're right. Uh, Jamie Ben with 12.36, also another one. That leads to my next question, Mason Marchment with 12.23. If you were coaching, would you have kept Olifson in and maybe scratched contract aside, and would you have scratched Mason Marchment? That's a tough one for me because I can, <clears throat> you know, you just you, you sign the guy he's getting whatever it is four and a half a yeah, year four and a half. or you got you have ownership that's probably going you know i'm paying this guy to be on the ice not paying him to sit in the stands so and i i don't think that 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 comes into play i don't think there's a conversation between a, an owner and a coach to my knowledge so but I, I understand the delandria thing only because you know obviously had a, a game prior and trying to go with what just happened 48 hours, maybe you know, maybe he's got more in the tank. He, he's a bit of an energy bunny, you know what I mean? Like the Brendan Morrow type that that kind of digs around and tries to get happen. And I thought that, you know, he was on the PK and there was a, a little read on the wall that that he didn't he didn't win a battle. And that actually resulted in a in the power play goal that they scored. But um again, I think I it's for me, it's hard to question. Pete DeBoer's choices been around, um, been known to get teams to the playoffs. That's why he was hired here. Um, so I, you know, and I, I think there's a lot of respect for the coach between the coaches and players there. And I, I think you're, when you're down three zero at the end of the period and as the game's moving along, you, you start, you have to start making some changes and they do their best to put, you know, what they can, you know, change up D pairings or, 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 you know, put, you know, throw some lines together just to cre- create some instant chemistry if you can. And, and, and they're not alone, you know, they're, they've got other coaches there and they got guys sitting upstairs that say, Hey, this guy's going, this happened here, this happened there. And, you know, at that point, and you're chasing a game like that in that elimination game, you know, sometimes you just, you, who knows what you got to try. So where does Lud put Lud's put this season? Because it's interesting. You take a step back and you're like Western Conference Finals. That's a really good year. That I mean, personally exceeded my expectations. As the year continued, I thought to myself, "Oh, you know what? They actually do have a chance. They're consistent." And um, I thought overall, from an entertainment standpoint, it was a very entertaining series to take the Western Conference champs to a Game Six 
I think is really good. But I think, you know, the way it left last night is some disappointment. I know the players, unless they're hoisting that Stanley Cup, am I correct? Then, you know, it's a disappointing season. But wanted to get your perspective on that. Where did Florida finish this year? Eighth? Well, they're still going. Yeah. They're finished. Yeah, they, <laughs> yeah, they, they were a wild they card. They got in. They only got in because the Pittsburgh Penguins lost two their last two games in yes. the regular season. Pittsburgh losing to what Chicago. What are you going to remember the team for? The first 82 or what they've done up till this point. That's what matters. And, you know, it, it, it just seems to be shown over and over again that just get to the dance. Just get there. And, you know, you can you get your game in order. You spend 82 games putting together what you believe is going to get you the furthest in the playoffs. And I just think that I don't, I don't think that I don't look at personnel on this team. Yeah. There's probably going to be a couple more. There always is, you know, there's a couple things, but we talked about this team all year long, but again, the first 82 are what they are. I say it and I say it, you play the same team every other day for 14 days. You learn tendencies of individual players. You learn, learn their face-off plays. You learn their opening face-off plays. You know, you watched the opening face-off last night. Jason Robertson's out there, and he kind of looks at how they're going to – who's on the ice, which I already know that. But he looks around, and he goes up to the centerman, and, he, and then he goes up to the defenseman. We win the draw. Here's what I'm going to do. You know what I mean? Like, these are yep. the kind of adjustments that happen. And, and I think that you have to give credit – to what Cassidy did with his team last night. You just watched their breakouts. They had two things. They either rim it and, and there's a guy flying and there's going to be race or they rim it. And there's a little chip on the wall to a player that comes from underneath and they're gone. They, they made adjustments from that standpoint, getting out of the zone. And I think when you play against a team like Dallas, it's so important to exit your zone because where they do their damage is when they keep pucks in. And you give those top players another chance and another chance and another chance. The difference is, is the way that Vegas plays, they don't get guys stretched out. And they you you have to go through two or three bodies if you want to try to get it to the net. And if you can't get it to the net, you know, and everybody's standing on the perimeter and they're looking, well, I'm open over here. Get it to me over here. Yeah, but you're in no different uh, scoring position, quality, than the guy with the puck because you're on the perimeter. And, and like I said, they have big, strong defensemen. They make it difficult. They stay in those lanes. They block shots. You know, it, and I'm not saying that Dallas didn't do it and, and try to play hard and, and block shots. It, it was different. They play a man-on-man to a point in their own zone, and it pulls people out of certain areas, what I call good areas of the ice. When I see two defensemen behind, down by the goal line in the corner and the puck comes to the front of the net, and there's no defenseman there. I don't like that. That's just me. And but when you play against Vegas, very rarely does that happen. And I'm sure it's frustrating for the guys, for the Tyler Sagans and for Jamie and and Pavs and you know that kind of thing. It's just it, it it's like it's like walking through a, a you know like a, a field of mud with with waders on and just trying to get around and dig around in there. Like I said, you go back and you watch that last night's game and you look at how much free ice there was in Dallas's zone, especially between the dots, from the tops of the circles to the hash marks in front of the net. 
and and it was just it was just a different uh, and and again that could be just a little bit of hard work or it could be guys being down three zero and taking a couple extra chances trying to get out of the zone to try you know cut the lead and you know in a third and then in half and um, so you know that that's where I think the adjustments will be made I think it's just going to be this is the playoff style with this particular bunch of guys and um, we're going to have to hone in on this or you know maybe they make a couple adjustments but. Again, there's a lot smarter people than, than the two people on this podcast are going to figure that out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, it'll be interesting, too, with Evgeny Dodonov and how well he played and Max Domi, if you can grab one of them coming back. You also have Logan Stankoven that a lot of people are talking about. I'm kind of, I'm high on Stankoven, Lutz, but uh, I kind of fall into, let's see what they do in the offseason, let's see what they do in the preseason, because I think Wyatt Johnston kind of got us spoiled as far as we think kids can just jump from the juniors now up to the NHL. So. um you know, Maverick Bork seems ready in Texas. So it is a bright future. Yeah. And see all the stuff that you're talking about. Those are guys that can jump, you know, that have proven the younger guys like you're talking about why that can jump to the NHL. But can they jump to the NHL playoffs? Yes. Two good different point. things. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So Florida versus Vegas. Uh, congratulations to Bruce Cassidy. An amazing story. Getting fired from the Bruins after a successful run with them. And congratulations to the Vegas franchise. Luds, two cups in six years for an expansion club. I mean, they truly are an amazing story in that town. Um, Boy, I don't know if you could see it because you were at the game, but they had a watch party by one of the pool lounges. (laughs) So people were on their beach chairs in front of a big screen just (laughs) taking it all in. It was a beautiful thing. Yeah. Well, and, you know, you speak about Cassie to being fired, so was Paul Maurice. Yeah, oh, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. You know what, though? He stepped down, but you're right. Paul wasn't fired. He just left Winnipeg. But even still, yeah, you're right. Going to the finals that were with, you know, different organizations last year, you know, whether it was by their own desire or getting fired. So, um, and what what you said, Luds, was so true. Um, the point you just brought up in that, you know, the regular season and where did Florida get in? Well, let's go back one year. Florida was one of the favorites to win the cup. Um, they had, you know, had an amazing regular season. Yeah, exactly. That's why, that's why Zito went out. The general manager of Florida called Maurice and said, and then, that, and I'm, I've been begging the guys and I know you listen to the NHL network. I talked to Boomer the other day and I said, I can't believe you guys haven't played the clip from Paul Maurice's interview when he got to the club in Florida. And it was, I, I don't, I don't know if it was the regular season had already started yet or not, but they asked him, how long do you expect you're going to implement a system? You're here, you know, to get this team to be able to play playoff. How long is it going to take you to get the players to understand and want to play the way that you want? And he said the 50 to 60 game mark of the regular season by then they'll, you know, we believe that we'll have, they'll grasp it. They'll understand it's playoff. We're going to be playing again. I'm play playoff hockey for God's sakes for 82 games. They don't have to change anything. So, and they haven't played that clip that I have heard it. 
and and the, the guy from the NHL that you and I both know, he goes, I, I, I don't remember it. And, I, and he goes, and I, anyway, I told him about it. And I said, ironically, right around 70, 65 games is when Florida went something like 15, 15 yep. and one yeah. down the stretch, right? So Paul Maurice was like on the button with that. And I would be thinking I'd be playing, if I were part of that, I'd be playing that thing over and over again, saying, look, this is what this guy said. Now they got help. They got help because the Penguins lost a couple games. And if Penguins would have taken care of their business, they wouldn't have gotten in. But anyway, now look at the way that they play. That's why I think this is going to be a really good series because, you know, they've got some, they've got Ekblad, they've got Gudis, they've got, you know, Bennett physical players. Um, but I, but I think that this one come uh, like they all do, they come down to goaltending again. And if, if, if Bobrovsky, can pick up where he's left off versus Hill, they may have the edge. Um, and then you wonder about game one all the time because Pittsburgh's been, or I mean, not sorry, Florida has been sitting there for what, 10 days doing interviews and TNT and guys, you know, they got them all over there at pool parties. Um, you know, so is there a little bit of rust now what the game starts on Saturday? So Vegas yep. gets a couple, you know, they'll get a day or two off. They're going to have a practice and they get to start at home. So you know, if I had to guess, I think that this could be a game that Vegas may win game one, but I just think it's going to be a great series. You have two goaltenders that seem to be playing the at the best in their careers right now. One's young, one's a little bit older. Um, and they've got, they play similar styles that can be physical. Florida, I pick Florida to win this, but I, again, this is like the Dallas uh, Vegas series. I, I think either one of them can win this, win this whole thing. So where do we watch it together, Craig? We have a tradition where we watch Stanley Cups together. So, yep, you are about probably about forty-five miles away from me. That that's our tradition. <laughs> no, man, we've watched Stanley Cup together before. I don't think so. I I remember. I absolutely remember. You took me to one of your bars, and uh, we watched the Stanley Cup. <laughs> I probably met you at Chop Shop or Tight Ends, one of those. It was. It was the Chop Shop, as a matter of okay. fact. Yes. Yeah. All okay. right. Well, yeah. this That's guy's willing. Had one drink and, and a little, and then you ordered another one, and then you had to go. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. Was that the yeah. case? No. Yeah, that's the case. The, the, trust me, the 10 people that listen to this podcast, they remember that story. <laughs> well, there's more than Ted, Craig, and thanks to everyone for listening. <laughs> And you're a big part of the podcast this year, so appreciate you. Um, and if you want to join us in the off season, Sean and I are going to continue doing episodes talking about free agents and all that fun contractual stuff that you love talking about. <laughs> so, uh, but if you want to watch the Stanley Cup, beers on me. I mean, you know, it's a good offer. Are you just gonna are you just gonna call the bar and just have an open tab there for me? Or no, gonna... I'll roll the tab on my credit card. Yeah, like I said, two beers later and you're gone, and then it's on my tab again. <laughs> Not at all. God, you just paint me as this person. <laughs> just just allow me to say that I'm your friend. It really helps my status. I appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> no, you. Hey, you invited me to the suite the other day at the Ranger game. We had a great time. We did. You were definitely my friend that day. All right, <laughs> until the sixth inning, <laughs> and there was no more Miller Lite. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> well, I stocked it for regular people. I didn't. I I did not stock it 
or an, a former NHLer, and that was my issue. So next time, I'm going to have to bring in another fridge, and I'll have it. It'll be it'll be good to go. I promise. I'll look forward to that. Yeah. <laughs> well, appreciate everything, Luds, that you've uh, uh, delivered this year. Uh, don't be a stranger. I look forward to hanging out with you and watch some uh, Stanley Cup hockey uh, as I continue to push to hang out with you and watch some Stanley Cup hockey. So, hey, all in all, great season by the Dallas Stars. Yeah. They've they've got a young they've got a young group here. They got a core here. Um, I'm sure there, there's always changes that they'll, you know, they're, they've got smart people there, so they're going to, they know where they want to get to and they're, they're close. Uh, you right. know what I mean? That they're, they're knocking on that door and, and, and if you don't learn from what's happened, there's something wrong, but this group will, you know, they'll figure it out where the, the window is, the window is now for this, for this group of guys. Right. And so, um, I, I would say that, uh, things should be should be very optimistic going into next year. Yeah, I agree. A lot to uh, look forward to, and it was a, a great run with uh, just a lot of entertainment involved. So that's going to do it for this edition of Spits and Suds. Remember to hit that subscribe button. Helps us out a lot. And tell all your friends we'll still be here in the offseason talking about a whole bunch of stuff. It's Spits and Suds with Craig Ludwig on 105.3 The Fan. Have a great day, everyone.